Oh, you're there. How are you, mate? I'm here. Shit. I'm on, I'm on my iPad, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, so you look a lot more vertical than normal. Yeah, how about I do that? It's a little bit more horizontal. That wasn't a joke about you being drunk. That was like you, you're on a phone. <laughs> What's going on, man? I'm busy. I bought two businesses this week. I got, I'm actually doing work. It's There's a lot going on. <laughs> Holy shit, man! I hope you're uh, managing any not, that's not too stressful. Yeah, I'm. I'm just happy. It's just so fucking good to be working on something. What businesses have you bought? Well, I bought a little hosting company, so I spent most of the week um, learning how to manage all of that again, which has been super fun. I haven't done it in like ten years. Um, yeah. And I bought another one, which I can't talk about yet because it doesn't settle until tomorrow, and that's a fair bit bigger. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, last week What's last up? week the employees of the business didn't even know about it and it's still not settled until tomorrow, so I won't talk about it until it's settled. Okay. Um hosting company, you mean web hosting company? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of big businesses that do that shit. What what's what is there a bit of a you're hitting a particular niche or something like that? No, it's just a small little thing I can just work on as my own thing. I can, you know, like help help people with their websites. It'll tie in well with my WordPress stuff. Um yeah. It, it's 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 a small business. It does like enough to kind of pay for rent. It's it's small. Um, is there a data center? I've been a data center in a long time. What's that? Is there a data center? Yeah, I've got. It, it's got like four or five servers. Um, a couple of his own sites. He's got about eighty or ninety customer sites. Just like small business people. Yeah. Um, offers domain names. Just it's just basic kind of stuff and it's stuff I know and it's just like a fallback for me. Um, and it should tie in pretty well with my, like there's already leads coming through for WordPress stuff that I can do. It's just like, it's something to do pretty much. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, awesome. And something that'll pay the rent. And then the other business I'm not going to draw a wage from, I'm just going to work in it and hopefully improve it and um, just be the owner as opposed to kind of like a particular position. Um, yes. As being being in the in the business, working on the business, not in the business. Yeah, well, I'll still I'll still be working in there, but I don't really know yet. I mean, it's all happening now, so I don't really know yet what I'm gonna what I'm really in for. It's gonna be an interesting couple of weeks. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you more next week. I think. Keep us posted. Yeah, absolutely. Have you got a beer? Fuck no. <laughs> I'm sitting in my hotel room, and it's what is it? Eleven o'clock in the morning. And um, uh, no beer yet, so. I do. Hang on, wait up. What have you got? Oh, hard solo. Get a screen oh, grab what's of it that. Like? Get yeah, a screen grab of like? that. I can't have a screen grab from my iPad. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> how do you, I, yeah, how do you do it? Um, do, do, you do it? I think you hold the power button and the select button. Or something. Volume and power. If you hold volume up. Volume up and power? Yeah. Okay, go. Hang on. I didn't work, did it? <laughs> You're probably going to reset your iPhone. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. <laughs> all, right. all good. I'm going to just... Um... Oh, wait. I'm... Whoa, whoa. That, um... Don't spill hard solo on your laptop. What I'm going to do... Let's get... Yeah, I'll just do this. This is like... Oh, there we go. Do a selfie. Yes, it's selfie. Hang on. Oh, no. Now it's backwards. Oh, well. Put 
Anyway, um, what's it like? Oh, you haven't even opened it yet, dude. I've actually had this before. I, oh. <laughs> I'm a super fan. Oh shit! Really? Is it that good? Is it sugar or is it no sugar? I hope it's no sugar. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Um, how many standos? One point three. It's got a very, oh. very, very clear. 18 plus on the very front of the can. I don't know if you can see that. See that? Yes, yes, I can see that. 18 yes. plus, loud and clear. Um, and it says alcoholic. Water, neutral spirit, sugar, reconstituted lemon juice, 2.5%, natural flavor, food acids, preservative, carthamus extract. Carth- Fuck, I'm getting old, dude. I can't read that shit. Um, it's fucking so good. Yeah, right. I'll have to try it when I get back. It literally just tastes exactly like Solo. Like, I, I don't drink Solo and haven't for many years, but it just tastes exactly like what I remember Solo tastes like. And just gives you a buzz. A little. I mean, it's 4.5%. Yeah, because if you smash like in 10 of those, then you are going to be on your way. Exactly. And it's Big fun time. for the whole family because my kids drink this shit and they, they love it. It's fucking awesome. You give your kids hard Solo? I'm just, I'm just kidding. We'll get to that. That's one of the news items. <laughs> What's happening in I Africa? Some wowzers out there with it, eh? Yeah. What's happening in Africa? Much. Oh man, it's been amazing. Hey, um, I've been um, hosted by um, Wendy and Julian from the uh, South Australian Craft Brewers Association, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's just been so many activities. It's been really cool. Um, I've been to the Heineken Setterbeng Brewery, just on the, uh, I think it's northeast of Johannesburg. At, or could be the south. Anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. I've got no idea where I, get, where I am or where I go. Anyway, it's the biggest brewery on the African continent. And it was fucking huge, huge, I tell you. How big? Um, so they have three brew houses that are 500 hectolitres each. Nice. And they smash out a dozen brews a day. <laughs> and then you go into the fermentation cellar. So we walked into the fermentation cellar, big, big, tall vertical tanks. There's, there's four big, big horizontal sausage tank sort of things. And I said, oh, how big are those? And they said, oh, it's they're um, uh, 5,000 hectolitres each. So add two zeros on and that's how many litres there is. So 500,000 litres. Each five okay, yeah, wait, 500,000 liters. The ones that's stone and water, 80,000, right? No, they're 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 um uh 400 and 800 hectoliters, so you're 40,000 and 80,000. So these are like 10 times the size. It's insane, yeah, okay, and get this, right? yeah, 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 stainless steel tank. No, inside, they've got a big fucking inside, right. So here's the thing, right? So we're in there and they sort of, he was talking about the process on how they ferment um, Heineken to get esters right, which I won't sort of go into here because there's a little bit of uh, intellectual property and that sort of thing. And I, and I was looking at the fermenters. So the fermenters, are, the, the, the cylindroconical fermenters are, I think they were 15 or 16 metres high and seven metres diameter. 16, how many, st- that's like six stories high. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, easily, Fuck. easily. And and I said, and we, so we're in the cellar. We went up to a couple of the tanks, that sort of thing. And I said, how many fermentation vessels have you got? And he says, 83. 
of all that's the same size same size jesus christ how in this one shed yeah wow yeah <laughs> how big was, shed? we didn't walk down it we just it was just like so if you take sort of five hundred thousand times 83 that's how many liters of fermentation capacity they've got damn like that's just the, like the, the, I suppose if it's only 80 tanks, it's probably not the crazy huge. Uh let me just do the numbers here. So 500 uh, times 83 is yeah, 41 and a half million liters of fermentation capacity. Jesus. That's insane. <laughs> How much Heineken comes out and, of compared to elsewhere? Um uh, uh, compared to the other Heineken breweries, mm. oh, it's bigger than um, the Netherlands and that sort of thing. I would say, yeah, wow. I don't know. It's just the biggest on the African continent, biggest brewery on the African continent. Like driving into the place, right? We we literally drove for about three or four minutes, like half a kilometer easily. And as we were driving in, there's all of the there's all there's pallets of glass bottles and kegs and crates and all that sort of stuff. You're just driving through packaging. Fuck it out. And that's all sitting outside. I just, the, the size of the, the place is just phenomenal. Right? Absolutely phenomenal. Um, and they were so, so good. They just said, yeah, take photos of anything you want. You know, can I post on social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah no worries. You know, it's all yeah. good. So um, hopefully the stories are still there on um, uh, Rockstar Brewer, my Rockstar Brewer Instagram, if you're not following. They won't be still um, on, I don't think. And- I, I saw them, but I don't think they'll be still there now. They might be gone now, that sort of thing. It's 24 hours. But, um, yeah, holy moly, just phenomenal, um, the size of the place and getting to drink. Yeah, they're gone. High gravity. Have, have, getting to drink high gravity Heineken out of yeah. the tank was pretty good. And, um, you know, like they they had all the bulk malt receival area as well, which, which I was pretty enamoured by because um, they had one – bulk malt receival for their base malt, one bulk malt receival for their roast malt because they do it for colour correction and all that sort of stuff. Right. And they receival for Wyman Carahel, which I'm, which I'm a massive fan of. And I'm like, yes. And so they just get in containers and containers of this stuff. It's just phenomenal. Right. And so, um, you know, I think they have some ridiculous amount. They're three-week supply. I think it's something like, uh, eight hundred ton or something like that. It's just, it's just like you know, this that, what's the silo at Black Ops? It's about 25, 30 ton or something like that. I can't remember. If I remember correctly. It's <laughs> yeah, gonna be something like that. And so I imagine like twenty of those. You know, it's yeah. just the size is just mind blowing. And then you know, getting to drink Heineken and Amstel and you know Vinhoek and that sort of thing out of the tank. It's pretty That's good. So cool. And and so at this conference, hanging out with um. Some pretty cool people, um, you know. Some of the other speakers at this conference. So there's um, uh, there's Gordon Strong, uh, who, if you don't know who Gordon Strong is, he's like a very well known in the homebrew scene, and he's the guy who invented BJCP and wrote, wrote all the BJCP style guidelines and that sort of thing. He's like the BJCP guy, um, yeah. very well well renowned beer judge and stuff like that. Gordon and I have just been having a great time because we're aligned so deeply on beer and beer judging and all that sort of stuff. And, and Do you know uh, him before going there? Never met him, no. Oh, that's cool. Never met him. Yeah. And um, uh, and then 
there's Pete Brown, who's very well known uh, beer author. So he wrote, uh, you know, thousand one thousand one beers you have to try before you die, or something like that. Um, Three sheets to the wind. Um, you know, very very well accomplished beer writer and that sort of thing. And he's a bloody legend as well. And um, uh, and then there's a couple of guys from Charles Farham Hops out of the UK. Um, and then Mazin. Oh, nice. <laughs> So Mazin, to be fair, it was Mazin who got me into this uh, to this uh, gig and that sort of thing. So super grateful for him. And Mazin, you know, Mazin and I, when we catch up, we just talk shit to each other. And and um, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. So um, yeah, doing the Heineken Brewery, been to a couple of the local breweries, that sort of thing. Went on a safari um, park. Oh, it's kind of like more like a zoo than a safari park. So we yeah. went to this animal, animal zoo kind of thing yesterday got driven around in a cage a ute with a cage and there's lions and wild dogs and cheetahs and oh, that's cool. giraffes and all that sort of stuff which was ostriches all that sort of thing it was pretty cool um and um uh what else was there um oh man it's so cheap here yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheap it's like um like a bottle of beer you get a quart of Heineken. It's a six sixty mil bottle of Heineken, which apparently is the freshest way to drink it because they turn them over so fast. Right, and it's about I think it's about um, thirteen or fourteen rand, so it's twelve rand to the Aussie dollar. No, it's like a dollar. What for a beer? Yeah, in in the supermarket. Five bucks and, for Art Solo. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And so I went to um, went to like um, I'm, we're staying sort of at the casino here, casino complex here. And um, went into the, the the bar and eating and drinking sort of food courts kind of thing with lots of restaurants. Went in, they had a Hooters in there, so I went in the Hooters for a, for a beer. Hooters is such a strange idea. Fun. I still don't understand. I don't. It's, under- it's a weird idea, but uh, normally I I wouldn't go. But it's like it was the only thing that kind of represented a pub, and I <laughs> just felt like sitting at the bar and having a beer. And so I got a pint of um, Heineken and a double Jack Daniels and Coke. And it was twelve bucks. Why is it so cheap there? That they, they don't have excise. Is other probably, is other stuff cheap or it. just beer? Like is everything's normal? cheap. When in, so yeah. we, yesterday morning we, we we got up and about and we went to like a supermarket and just had a walk through the supermarket. It's so cheap. Like you know, it's pretty much all the same brands you can get at home. Mm. But like um, you know that Costello cheese, like like a brie mm. cheese and that sort of thing. Same yeah. brand, same brie cheese, a brie camembert cheese, that sort of thing. Normally you pay eight bucks for it. It's like three dollars. <laughs> it's like less than half price. Man, yeah. I could jump on a fucking plane, fly over here, do my grocery shop, take it home. <laughs> How much is it? Be better off. You have to buy a lot of shit. A couple of grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, and like, um, and the people are so amazing. You know, Wendy and Julian. Our hosts have been just phenomenal. They're just wonderful, wonderful people. South African people are amazing. Um, like I, I, I kind of got a lot of things wrong. I saw, I know I said last week I was just shot. It's not that bad, you know. There's parts of Johannesburg that 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 might be a bit sketchy and that sort of thing. But everywhere we've been so far has been amazing. The people have been phenomenal. It's pretty safe here and that sort of thing. And you, um, you're, you're here. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm. You're living proof. Yeah. That you- yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm still here. I, I I haven't made it all the way through yet, so don't count your chickens before they hatch. True. Um, but um, it's been it's been really good. Oh, and the other thing is, is, so if you talk about like the craft beer scene here, 
it's almost like what Australia was maybe 10 years ago. Okay. Right. And so where the, the breweries were kind of in their relative infancy and the beers were, you know, a bit rough around the edges. The, the beers are okay. They're not, they're not mm. like all infected or anything like that. They just sort of lack that finesse. Yeah. And um, they, um, um, and the breweries are all really, they're just thrown up anywhere, you know. They just put a chuck a brewery in anywhere. Obviously, they don't have any issues around town planning and DAs and all that sort of stuff. Sure. And they're usually all pretty small, but they have lots and lots of tanks, right? So the, the variety of these breweries is pretty phenomenal, you know. So you can sort of, um, you get a lot of um, different beers on tap at any one brewery. Um, which is pretty interesting. And, and oh, the other thing that they do as well is um, is the breweries can sell spirits, right? Yeah. And so what they often do is uh, if there's a beer festival or something, the brewery will often have something that's sort of representative of an RTD. So they'll have like a gin and tonic or something like that on tap. And so what they know. do is they go buy shit. Yeah, something like that. And they go buy <laughs> shitloads of bottles of gin and a shitload of, bottles of fucking tonic they'll clean a keg they'll degas it take the spear out and they'll pour spirits and soft drink into a keg to make rtd recarbonate it and they'll pour that at a beer festival not the cheapest <laughs> way to do it but works no it's cheap as shit the spirit. <laughs> no it's cheap as shit because like a bottle of um uh what's uh, what was a bottle of jack daniels was um uh was 21 dollars australian yeah right it's I'm, I'm, I think I'm old enough to remember Bundy Rum being twenty bucks, but I don't think Jack Daniels was was ever twenty bucks in my drinking life. I remember, like my, my, you know, when I first got blackout drunk when I was a teenager, was blackjack uh, blackjack bourbon, and that was mm. nineteen ninety nine a bottle. Yeah, you, you used to be able to get a bottle for under twenty of some dirty shit like yeah. that sixty nine yes. shit like that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you know, and last night we went over to the casino complex and steak restaurant over there. I had a fucking 600 gram prime rib dry aged steak. Nice. And it was $22. Jesus. <laughs> Did you finish it? That's a pretty decent sized steak. I gave it a red hot go. That's a no. Okay. <laughs> and, and, um, and, um, and, and they, and, and the red, they've got a, they've got a style of wine here, red wine here, um, called Pinotage. And it's delicious. And it went well with the steak. And I'm going to bring some pinotage home because I can't find anywhere in Australia to buy it. It's delicious. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to be bringing home. That's awesome. So what else it's is on pinotage. the agenda? How, how much longer are you there for? Uh, so, basically, we're off to some breweries shortly. Uh, and then Mazin's brought a whole bunch of his barrel-aged beers over. We're having a barrel-aged beer tasting session this evening. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, which would be really good. I'm looking forward to that. He's brought some really good shit. He's brought his 2016 bourbon barrel aged barley wine, nice. um, like one of his first ones. And um, so um, that's today. Tomorrow we're going out to Soweto, one of the townships. We're you know and um, going to check that out and do the big red bus tour or something like that. Uh, and then Saturday is the conference, so I've got two two talks on during the day there. Um, Sunday's like a family day where they sort of get, you know, it's a family-friendly day. You have some, um, uh, you know, homebrew, people, homebrewers and all that sort of stuff, and I've got to give a talk there on five things to do to level up your homebrewing game. Just at the conference? And Yeah, it's kind of part of it, really. It's yeah. like the day after the conference. The conference is only a one-day thing. 
Yeah. Uh, and then Monday we're heading up to uh, a national park or a private national park. And so we're going to do three days, two nights out in the bush. Oh, wow. I had no oh, idea AIS that long. Yeah. So, and then, so oh. I think I fly out on Wednesday. Um, oh, and, we joined um, by AI. Did you do that? Yeah, I just let it in. Okay. It, it's on the schedule. So. Dude, I every single time we do a podcast, I contact them and I'm like, stop letting this fucking thing into our meeting. I can't stop it. And I I cannot work it out. It's just, uh, it's with us. hang out and watch. I don't care. With us. We can't do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and so, yeah, we're doing two nights, three days out in the bush. Um, and then I fly back on the Wednesday. So I'm back on Thursday night late. Um, back into Brisbane. So who's going out to and the then this, the whole crew? The Pinas, yeah. So well, Mazin flies out on Sunday. Everyone else flies out on Sunday because Gordon's already been out to Kruger National Park and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, so it's just me and the the, the, the Pinas and uh, family, and um, that should be pretty good. Uh, and then yeah, back next, I'll be back in Brisbane next Friday, uh, Thursday evening, pretty late, and then Friday onwards. Uh, Friday getting ready to go to Brucon. Uh, and then Saturday we're coming down the Gold Coast and we're going to the footy, you and I and, and yeah. PK. That's awesome. We've got your ticket, so you're all good. Um, Thank you. Uh, we still, I think they still have those other three. So if you want the the, the boys or the missus or something to come along. Oh, uh, okay. Just right. reach out to PK or Ryan or something like that. Well, yeah. And um, isn't it? Just... and then and then Bru- Brucon. Oh, right. but I have to go back to Brisbane like the following Monday on the 21st. Because Adam Shell's getting married. Which one? The other one. The other one? Yeah. Wow. So he's getting married on Monday, so I'm flying. I'm just not flying. I'm driving back to prison oh, from yeah. Gold Coast, going, going to the wedding, and then back down the Gold Coast to bump in for Brucon, the trade show and that sort of thing. So Wow. That's crazy. And then so Brucon, Brucon, Indies, Wednesday night, back to Brisbane, and then I'm probably going to sleep for a few days. That is mental. Yeah, so it's pretty hectic, but I'm having a great time. That's a hell of a trip to South Africa. That's a fucking trip of a lifetime. That sounds awesome. Oh, this has been phenomenal. It's just blown my blown me away. You know, my expectations and I've just been completely blown away. Um, and um, you know, this is it. This is just this is just the shit that I do, and I really enjoy it. You know, so You're just living um, your fucking best life, and it's good living the best life. You know, and that sort of thing. You know, and 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 it's fun. So. You know, if you if you want to follow along to the dumb shit that I um, do, you can follow Sir Hendo on Instagram. If you want to follow the brewing stuff that I do, that's Rockstar Brewer uh, on Instagram, or you can follow Rockstar Brewer Academy on Facebook or YouTube or something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really good, really good. Oh yeah, awesome. Well, how much time have we got to get through the news? There's not, there's quite a bit, but I don't think we, we're limited, aren't we, with time? Yeah, I've got about maybe twenty minutes or so. All right, I have I can't see the bloody. Oh, I'll try and see if I can see it on the other screen here. Oh, you can't see the um, news articles? No, no, no. I should be able to see it on the other on my laptop here. I didn't want to get my laptop on. I've been the internet here is fucking weird. Hey, so really? um, the internet here is pretty yeah. fucking weird too. Yeah. All right, go for it. I can see it. All right, so I actually haven't read any of these either because I kind of thought we weren't doing the podcast, so not super organised, but I've put a bunch of links in here from news items. First one I've got is no dividend to Southern Bay creditors. That does not surprise me. No. 
I, uh, I doubt that they would have any money left in the kitty. Um, they would have sold the land and that sort of thing. Someone would have picked up that land pretty cheap, but then the, the, the environmental remediation of that land is going to be very expensive. Mm. So. Yeah, there's, uh, it's an interesting article. So there's stuff in here about turnover dropped significantly over the last years. Yeah, I mean, nothing surprising really. Oh, the business was was not in a good way, you know. That's that's, that's this, is, uh, this, is, this is the interesting thing. So, okay, this is where I'm. I don't want to fucking go off in this rant again, but I went off on a fucking rant for the tribe thing. Yes. This was, in his final report, the liquidator said that following his investigations into the solvency of the company, his assessment was the company was insolvent from at least June 2019. Yeah. So is this yeah. not the same shit we've been talking about on this show the whole time, which is like if your company is only surviving because you're not paying your fucking invoices, then you are insolvent and you're trading in solvents, which is illegal to do. Yes, that is correct. What's the fucking penalty for this? Like that's a long time, June. Well, that kind of if the if the if the liquidator is saying something like that, then it would. It's basically the, it's the liquidator covering his own up. I believe this company's been trading insolvent, waving a flag and hoping that as it come along and and prosecute it. So is that is that what has to happen? Because this is what this is what I'm confused about. I'm like, like I, I, I don't. It depends it's expensive as it choose to prosecute it. Right. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to get out of it? They're not going to get any money out of it. They, they, they might send they someone to jail be, or fine. Or what are you going to do? Like You're going to find someone. People to not money. to trade an insolvent company? Where's the incentive? Like, why don't you just keep trading forever until you literally just can't fucking... Yeah. I agree. Like... Yeah, it's it's just fucked. It's, it's... I, I suspect there might be something more to come out of this. Um... You don't know. It depends on how busy ASIC are. You know, we, 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 you, you're certainly right. Is that we have to be, or ASIC have to be a little bit more diligent on the enforcement side of things. Otherwise, you're right. It's just like it's just a fucking free for all. Well, because you know? every other business um, gets fucked over, and all the investors get fucked over because the investors put money in, thinking the directors will act on their behalf and follow the law, yes. which is to not trade a company that's insolvent. And yes. they fucking ignore them and there's no penalty. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, with the case of Southern Bay, like the 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 owner was the director. So there wasn't any shareholders per se. It was a family-owned business. Right, um, but that wasn't the case with Tribe. And it's still still all the... Well, not the case with Tribe and, and that sort of thing. But on the flip side, you know, you have a look at someone like, um, like Epic last week who just got to the point where... Um, they were, you know, they sort of went, oh, shit, writing's on the wall, time out, let's stop, yeah. do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, you have to see the numbers to, re to to work out what decisions are being made when, but I feel like there's, I think there's a fair bit of this going on where it's like, okay, this company's probably not solvent, but let's just hope that we'll fucking get out of it. And, I mean, Correct. 2019, that's insane. That's a year before COVID. Well, not a year, but that's... Yes. Yeah, that's a yeah, good yeah. In the, in the In the 12 months leading up to COVID. Far out. All right. Next yeah. three. Hard solo, aims at kids. Fuck yeah, this shit. Yeah. News.com story. I can't wait to try it. I'm a kid at heart. My, my, kids, my kids swear by it. Good on them. 
I don't think my kids yeah, even send them send them to send them to school with with one in the fucking lunchbox, mate. So, all right, there's news.com article because some fair made a complaint about it, which was not surprising at all. Apparently, this yes. was pre vetted by ABAC. So, of course, yes, it, there's no way that, that they would release it without it being pre vetted. So it's essentially it's a it's a drink that looks exactly like a soft drink from the '90s or whenever it came out. Whenever yes. I was drinking it, and it's got 18 plus on the front. It's got alcohol written pretty clearly. It says alcoholic in capitals. It's black. Yes, but essentially it tastes. Yes. I mean, the taste is not relevant to ABAC, but it tastes exactly like fucking solo. Exactly. But the only thing that's going for that product that the people that you know, when you fundamentally look at what people who have got their backup over this have their backup over it, is the fact that it uses the solo brand. Yes. That's it. That's all I've got. Yes. And it's not really good enough reason, is it? Because otherwise, like, what are they supposed no. to call their product? That's right. Um, and, you know, it's um, – that's they picked a brand that, 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 that in and of itself isn't necessarily one that appeals to minors, you know. I mean, Solo is a soft drink, yes. Is it marketed at um, children? You think about the ads around Solo. It's always about men and tradies mm. and slam it down fast and but do they being still active. Do those and ads? Like it's like a throwback thing, right? The solo, like it's not. Is it still a thing? Or, or... well, you have a think about the last solo ad that you saw on television. Fucking... What was it? What was the content of? It's probably paddling it was, down the fucking it was river or some men shit. Men in fucking yeah, exactly. Men in canoes doing canoe things and all yeah. that sort of shit. So it wasn't like it was never marketed at kids. I mean, kids drink it, no doubt, but it was never a product that was marketed at kids. And so I think that whoever is, I think whatever it's Schweppes, whoever stands is, is the company behind this, have done a great job to pick the brand that, that is least likely to appeal to minors. Yes. Asahi premium beverages. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they own, they own I don't even brand. know. They own Schweppes. Schweppes. Asahi yeah. owns Schweppes. yeah. yeah. So you reckon? What do you think? The well, first of all, do you think this is okay? And and second of all, do you think it'll pass the ABAC test? Um, I think it's. I think there's enough very clear indicators that that beverage is alcoholic. Yeah, it says hard solo, alcoholic lemonade or whatever it says. 18 plus. 18 plus is different. It's also black. It does yeah. absolutely nothing about it design-wise that would appeal to nah. children. Yeah. It's very clear, hard solo. It's it's done everything. You know, it's waved all the flags. It says, we are an alcoholic drink. We are an alcoholic drink. Um, and there's no design on there that appeals to minors. I think that the complaint will be, um, uh, um, what do they call it? Not dismissed. Um Oh, whatever, whatever they dismiss. Players are upheld, and yeah, yeah, the opposite of upheld. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, but is is there an ABAC uh, thing in in complaint in? Or yes, something? probably from fair. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, so yeah, who cares? Yeah, it'll be interesting. So, what, what do you, I agree with you? I don't think it'll get. I don't think it'll get through, and nor do I think it should get through. But um, do you think if it if it does get blocked by ABAC, do you think they will take it off the market or do you think they will just go fuck ABAC? And just yes, because Asahi is a signatory to the ABAC code. So, yes, right. it will. 
So they wouldn't they wouldn't push the limits because they're a big enough company and they'd sign off on it and they Asahi would have absolutely anticipated this reaction to it and would yeah. already have a legal team ready to deal with the complaint and work it through the ABAC um, adjudication process. Yeah. And would have a plan in place to say if the complaint was upheld, that we would take it off the market. Yeah. That's it. That's all they would do. They would have a plan in place. They're not stupid. It's a yeah. big fucking multinational company, you know. And the and the people at ABAC have probably been sitting in the office just like every morning coming in, refreshing their computer, going, I wonder when we're going to get the <laughs> complaint from Fair about the solo. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Good on them. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Sydney Beer Awards. Um four pines. Yeah, Japanese style. How cool is that? 22 medals, six gold medals for four pines. That's pretty boss. Yeah, good on them. Dude, Sydney yeah, Brewery, great. I swear, have never ever entered an awards and not won like multiple gold medals. That Sydney Brewery is amazing, man. Over the, They've gold. been consistently good over many, many years. So, we should, Ben spoke uh, eight gold medals. Yeah, awesome. That's insane. Very, very cool. Wow, very ben, cool. By far, won the most gold medals. Um, yeah, look. Um, hey, isn't Japanese lager just a thing now? And Mexican lager is a thing now with breweries. Oh, the the Baltic so, Don't you see what a, don't you, you, you see you, you see what Asahi are doing right now with their craft portfolio? You got a Japanese lager. You got you know like you got an Asahi you know Super Dry or Tokyo Ted yeah. coming out of an Australian craft one one of their Australian craft breweries, and then you got a Mexican lager to take on Corona coming mm. out of another one. Smart play. It's better than an Aussie wheat. <laughs> as soon as yeah, as soon as Stone and Wood sold, they they put out that that um Aussie wheat glass, thing, glass bottle lager thing, didn't they? Well, that's actually before they sold because they tried to sneak it in there. Yeah, but, yeah now Bolter have got their one, and I don't know, whatever. Smart. Yeah, but congratulations to the winners. That's for sure. Yeah, fucking eight gold medals. That's a that's got to be a bloody record. Probably that's a lot. All right. Eight wide wins at NZ Beer Awards. Excellent. That's pretty good. So they're, they're still, yeah. going, still doing the damn thing. Stone's still crushing it, making some amazing beer. I think that's bloody fantastic. And um, uh, they still do good beer. That wild for your, for your, for your beer mm. is really good. Have you ever had it? Uh, yes, I think they brought, I think the guys brought one back and we, we did one at AWOL because we were kind of like, this is amazing. We need to do it. Um, that's the one yeah. that won the champion beer. So there you go. Yep. Um, Garage Project getting champion large New Zealand brewery, Behemoth getting champion meeting, medium New Zealand brewery. And my personal favorite is Shining Peak, um, champion small New Zealand brewery. So one of my old, old friends from the craft beer scene, Brendan. Um, who I know from, you know, in, when I was living in Melbourne and, and that sort of thing, he, um, uh, he, he he moved to New Zealand and he does the, the heads up sales and marketing for Shining Peak. It's amazing. Um, you know, they're, uh, you know, so, yeah, it's really good. Good to Where see. Where are they? Just outside of Auckland. Okay. <laughs> I just say everywhere in New Zealand is just outside of Auckland. <laughs> this is interesting that they have um, 
uh, one of the cho- trophy categories, which is the champion New Zealand manufacturer. So actually having a trophy which recognises the contract brewer. That's fair. I think good. that's a bloody great idea. Imagine if you had, um, so B Studio won it, which is where most of the Garage Project and Behemoth beers get brewed. And I, I actually like that, recognising the contract brewing facilities so basically, if you have a product which is contract brewed, if you sort of specify where it was brewed, and then taking the metal tally out of that and applying that, um, uh, applying the you know the media the median thing or whatever they do, and yeah. and let's recognise the, the the manufacturers out there. I think this 100%, is hundred percent. They're making the fucking product. We the, exactly, and they in, in in Australia they largely get ignored, and 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 I think that that you could if you applied the median kind of thing. To all of the beers that come out of each of their breweries, you you can actually give those contract breweries recognition without divulging who their clients are. Yes, I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah, so right. that should definitely happen here. I'm having a hop like hops brewing. Probably one of my last one of my last low fuel staff beers because Aaron's not working there anymore. So, I'm, oh I'm what? Well, it counts. <laughs> But she's she's working at um, Mugu, so we get lots of skincare products. So if I look like ten years younger, then that's why. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I remember the Abers when when Mazin won his first award, and he got up and he's like, "Yeah, this is the first one I've won." I was like, "Holy shit, how have you not won any Abers before?" But it was like they'd won shitloads for his own product. Yeah, for other people's beers. Yes. So um, I'm going to have a chat to him about it when I go see him. Yes. Um, downstairs in about fifteen minutes. Well, wish him all the best for me. And if he's if he's doing well, just give him heaps of shit from me. But if he's not doing well, tell him I'm thinking about him and I'm keen. To okay, talk. I'm just going to tell him that that you said that he was a bastard. He is a bastard. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> um, no, no, Madison's good. I think he's doing well. I, I, I stay in touch with him a little bit. All right, where yeah. are we? At? Uh, Rocky Ridge, Rocky. saving all of the fucking CO two. These guys are weapons, aren't they? Oh my god! They're just have you been out there? I haven't been out there. I missed that trip as well. <laughs> they come and visit us. Actually, the first hop swap we did was with Rocky Ridge, and that was they came yes. over here though, so we didn't go over there. Um, these guys are the absolute pioneers of, of sustainability in the Australian craft beer um, industry, and yep. are to be admired and respected for what they do. I went out there with PK and Ryan November last year. Spent some time, um, you know, with um, um, Hamish and Mel. And um, uh, and just to get an idea of the stuff that they are doing, um, you know, the fact that 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 they have solar panels on the roof, that's great. But then they've got battery, and they can they run they basically collect all the solar and they run the brewery on battery. So it's literally is one hundred percent. They're actually connected to the grid. Okay. They they do connect to the grid because you oh. kind of have to. Right. Um, but um, uh, and then um, the only thing that they had on site, which was generating CO2, was their boiler, steam boiler, which was running on natural gas. But yeah. ultimately what they want to do is they want to take their um, um, their spent grain and other organic waste and create a bio biogas reactor and run their boiler on biogas. Yeah. You know, well, this, I think um, this story is about getting locally locally certified sustainable malt. Well, that's that's so. So basically, there's like um, there's different um, tiers as to 
um, the sustainability thing. There's like phase one, phase two, phase three, and all that sort of stuff. So the the I think it's three phase three or phase four is when you start to so there's the emissions that you produce yourself, and then there's the, um and then there's the emissions around your inputs and outputs. Yeah. Right. And so this thing, sustainable malt, is basically them starting down that journey of working on their supply chain, both upstream and downstream. And that's hard, right? Because mm. you think about that. You imagine having to go through and audit the carbon footprint of your suppliers and your distributors. They're also kind of in the middle of nowhere where they are too, aren't they? Like that would make it even harder. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you've got all the transport and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, and all those things that, that like this is the, 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 they're basically kind of pioneers in that regard because this is what's going to happen to every business in the future when it comes to CO2 emissions and compliance and traceability and stuff like that. And yeah. we don't really have the systems and the frameworks you know, fully in place to make it easy for every business to be able to do it. But these guys are real trailblazers that they're starting to go down that path of at least trying something. And yeah. I, I'm an absolute hats off to um, Hamish and Mel for, you know, putting in the hard work, investing a bucket load of money and making some fucking amazing beer at the same time. Oh, yeah. They win fucking um, awards every time. Because their beers are phenomenal, them. you know. Um, and and, and um, if you're in WA, you are very lucky that you can get your hands on their beers all the time. Um, but um, uh, but the beers they do are just phenomenal, you know. 100%. Good on them. Um, all right. Let me see how we go. Hey, we got a, we got a few. You've got, like, what, 10 minutes left? Yeah, how many right. questions let's, have we got? We got a few. Let's look at um. Let's look at these robot brewers. I, this was going to be a Hendo reacts, but um, I was skipping Hendo reacts. Okay. Because it's too busy. So, Rightio. You, you're this familiar with dynamics, dynamics, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, they do yeah. the robot dogs and robot people and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So this wasn't a new story, but this was just there because I follow their their Facebook. Um, so they just they posted the other day of one of their robot like. A treehouse. Oh, at yeah. Treehouse Brewing Company, walking through the fermenters, like some full-on yeah, black cool. shit. Yeah, yeah. Nate's a bloody legend, eh? I, I'm. I, I talked to Nate from um, Treehouse on on YouTube, and um, if I ever wind up back over in the states, I'll definitely go see him. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on this robot brewers? It's fucking. That's it's coming. What are they doing? I, 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 sorry, the internet's a bit slow here. I can see one of those robot dogs walking through the brewery. Yeah, they don't they don't provide any details. Oh shit, B69. Yeah, right. Um, what's it do? They didn't provide any details. Just walking a robot through a brewery. Yeah, I'd love to know. What do you what do you think a bre- a dog could do in a brewery? Like you, you have to think not a not a lot. Uh, what about the humanoid robots that Boston Dynamics do? Lift my fucking grain bags. I mean it'd be a safe way to lift kegs, yeah. Grain bags. Yeah, lift my kegs. Oh, there's Good robots that just dedicated to kegs, but go lift my grain bags, go dry hop. Well, what that about beer but what and, about um, kegs on, not like, on the production line, like keg, like kegs that are like you've got to wheel into the um into the cool room that kind them. of thing, or even deliveries like that yeah. kind of shit, like that that would be yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. So Brewer's still got the job for a while, or you think the dog's going to replace? I think them? I think I think we're okay for the moment. <laughs> All right, the last one, the, the Beer Drinker's Toolkit. There's a book. 
Yes. And you can win um, it. Pureandbrew.com. Who is that? Mick Post. Mick Post. Mick Post. Yeah, Mick Post. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard really good things about this book. Nice. Looks cool. I'm going to tell Pete Brown about it when I see him downstairs in a second and get him to go and get himself a copy um, because um, there's there's just some really good stuff that's um, 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 that, that, that I've heard about this book and to, you know, sort of um, bring beer to consumers, you know. I think it says here basically how the beer is made, beer styles, food pairings, century attributes, how to serve it. I love it. I think it's great. Nice. We should get a copy of it. Yeah. I might get it on Amazon. Is it on Amazon? I might get it on. I've got my Kindle here, so yeah, might do that. We can do readings from it on the podcast, maybe. Are we allowed to do that? Are we going to get copyright struck? <laughs> Again. The rest of our shows, we get <laughs> Uh, all right, we've got a few minutes left. Let's get to the questions. Yeah, let's do it. There won't be many because I just posted in like emergency podcast style uh, only a few minutes ago. That's cool. All right. Adam Shell, Brucon, does Dan feel like he'll be missing out? I'm not really one for conferences. I like I like the awards. I, I Probably, yeah, I would like to go to the awards. I always like going to the awards, but I don't enjoy conferences, so I don't care about that. Get a ticket to the Indies then. Yeah, possibly. We'll see how we go. Maybe. It's Thought up at the island, though. Night, right? It's like, yeah, Wednesday night. And it's at the yeah. island. You could probably walk there from your house. Oh, fuck, I could too. That is a good point. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, can yeah. you get a fucking ticket? Yeah, fuck, all right. I'll come to the Indies. Then I'm not missing out. Yeah. Yeah, good. Stuart McGregor. While traveling, I try to do self-driving tours through small towns, and I always ask myself if I could see a small community brew pub working in certain areas. With all the closures going on in what seems to be the more densely populated areas, do you think there are still opportunities in regional and remote towns for new breweries, something like Charlie's Creek in Chinchilla? Yeah, so um, Charlie's Creek is Steve Keating, who's one of my former TAFE students. He's one of the TAFE, TAFE Froth Rookies graduates. Um, he's a bloody legend. And Charlie's Creek in Chinchilla um, is basically, he, he, he grows Wagyu beef. He does it sustainably, and he's got a brewery, and then he cooks the meat there. Yes, we're going. Yes, we've talked about. It. I'm, I'm guessing this guy heard, heard about yeah. it on the podcast. Yeah. So, and it's camping as well, and that sort of thing, right? So it's all the things that I love, and um, uh, and yes, if you've got a unique offering where a brewery happens to be part of it, uh, go for it. I'm actually working with another client um, up near Emerald who does the um, the um, uh, the, the 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 mining emerald mining thing and cafe and brewery kind of thing. Mm. So yeah, it's um uh so yeah absolutely it's um there's still there's still a market for it hundred percent. Um, and and in fact, there's that's probably where the growth is. To be fair. Um and um but but I would probably caveat that and say. Do your market research, do a good business plan, make sure you're just not building something in a tourist area for the sake of building a brewery in a tourist area. Make yeah. sure you've got the ability to get punters through the door and get some bums on seats and some money in the till. You know, it's not a question, it's no longer a question of if we build it, they will come. Um, do your research. Yeah, 
and if you've followed this podcast for a while or followed anything you've written or I've written, be good at finance yep. before you start a brewery. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right. Damien Rigby, should sorghum beer in cartons come to Australia? Uh, yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so if you were looking at my Instagram from last night, um, I was drinking this, the sorghum beer that came in a, it's like a one or two litre milk cup. Nice. And, uh, oh boy, that was an interesting experience. Basically, it looks like banana smoothie. Um, it's 3% alcohol. It has the texture of banana smoothie. Ooh. And, um, uh, and, um, uh, it's sour. Um, and yes, um, it was very interesting. Uh, I'm actually going to learn, and, and what I'll do is I'll post on Instagram, I'll, I'll post on the, 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 the Boston Brewer Facebook group as well, um, which if you're not, if you're listening and you're not a member of the Facebook group, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Boston Brewer. Uh, and so I'm actually meeting a lady at the conference on the, on the no, sorry, on the family day on the Sunday, and she's actually going to make some of that sorghum beer. Uh, and she's supposed to be the, the expert of that style of beer. So she's going to show me how to make that sorghum beer. Nice. Um, um, and so I'll post some photos there and that sort of thing. Very good. Do you have to? Do you have right, to go, also my, my. You have to go to the dentist after you have that beer. Why is that? Why is that? Because you got a sorghum. I'm gonna move on to the next question here. So, all right, Mike Curtis, Brucon slash Indies Meetup. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yes. Um. Uh, that's a great well, idea. At the last, um, the last meetup. You, well, no, you did turn up to the last time. Not many of the twelve turned up. The one before, you didn't turn up. So yes, we've got, we've got I a turned up. Very yeah. bad. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, I'll I'll be working um, the smart sensory stand at the trade show. And um, sorry, there's a fucking helicopter flying. I'm right near the airport, so there's a helicopter flying right by my window. Um, there's. Um, uh, yes, there is. Um, come and see me at the Smart Sensory Stand. I'll post something in the Boston Brewer Facebook group, and we'll, we'll organise some sort of meetup if that's possible. It's pretty hectic few days, but we'll we'll give it a red hot go. Yeah, if we can do it, like if I'm going to come to the Indies, if we can do it before the Indies somehow, that'd be sweet. Yes, but that's probably going to be the busiest time for people catching up and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Any more questions? Because I got to shoot off in a second. Got to go. That's good. Quick emergency yeah. podcast, one hour. It was good. Yeah, from South Africa. This is our first international fucking podcast episode. Amazing. You squeezed we us in. We should do it again. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's great. We should do yeah. an in, we could do an in-person one next week, if you got time. That, yeah, we, that may well possibly. Oh, no, it's, it's, it depends what day we record. So, yeah, we could possibly do it. Let's see what happens. Because you need microphones and shit. But anyway, that was good. Enjoy the rest of your trip, Hendo. It sounds awesome. Cheers, mate. Just uh, follow the Easters and that sort of thing. Yeah, cheers, man. See you next week.